The Movie Hour, episode 136, June 9, 2011. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Greg Maloney, and you are listening to the Sean Bean Seldom Seen Movie Hour. Today, I'm joined by the usual fare. My brother James is in studio, as well as our BFF, Jeff. Welcome back. Yay! Thank you. (laughs) How's it going? How's it going? It's been a while. It's been like two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. A little lapse in the podcast. Can't even blame this one on me. No, we can't. I made made a couple of rapture investments that didn't exactly pan out, so I, I didn't plan on being here last week, but... Uh, That's not, right. I forgot I, about the whole world ending thing. I had a, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so one person disappeared. One person. Uh, we actually have also a, a friend joining us coming back from the Gungapit West studios. Josh is here today. Welcome back once again, Josh. Thanks for being here. Hi. And this is uh this is the other Josh, not one Josh, the other Josh, not Mister Josh. Um, <laughs> wait, I, wait. Okay. We Go had back. Josh on the show. You didn't know this, Josh? No, I knew that the other Josh was on the show. I just figured I would be Mister and he would be the other one. <laughs> you interesting. We we'll have to talk about that later. There's our the nicknames have already been decided, but we, we can argue that later. I'll admit his superiority. That's fine. There was a <laughs> there was a, a question brought up when we were talking um, when we had Karen and Josh on the show, and we even had uh, Michelle on the show a long time ago. We gave them the option to pick one actor or actress as like claim as theirs. Did we ever give you that option when you were on? Yes. yes. We and you, it was yours. You picked Mark Marky Wahlberg. Mark. Oh yeah, Marky Mark. That's right. I'm, I'm happy. So we about come back from two weeks off, and we're already doing a rerun. That's great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> clip show. Clip show. <laughs> I didn't remember it. I had them. I had them all written down. Apparently, I did not have Marky Mark written down on yours. I'm sorry. I'm have to. I'm typing that right now. Marky Mark. We got it. It's Josh. It's a favorite person, Marky Mark. Right. Skills, hand to hand combat. There has been. Put <laughs> <laughs> on your shirt. Oh. <laughs> we did have um, some serious scheduling conflicts last week, but we're back here today, back to talk movies. And there's quite a bit to talk about. I sort of um, filtered out all the actual crap that we don't care about. There's a lot of stuff that we don't care about, but um, a lot of things happened. First and foremost, and this goes with our favorite, this comes to our favorite uh, company in the whole wide world, Netflix. Interesting news came out about how 10% less people are buying Blu-rays and DVDs this year compared to last year. What do you mean buying them? Like there were 10% less purchases of DVDs. Because of Netflix. Might claiming. be. It might be because of Netflix. And I know everyone, like... James, you're probably the one out of all of us that would have bought a DVD or Blu-ray recently. It How many might... have you bought more DVDs and Blu-rays this year than uh, last year, James? Are you part of this 10% or I am not part of this 10%. I think I've already got six Blu-rays this year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> Maybe it's not so much cuz of Netflix, but because people got fired from their jobs. That's possible. That could be. <laughs> that could be too. Correlation. But yeah, I'm a, a bargain shopper on Amazon, so I'll wait until it's like 5 to 10 bucks. Amazon, come on, Jim, don't plug a different different streaming site. Amazon's Amazon's bad news for Netflix. Bad news. They Any, stream? Yeah, they stream. You can do it. Shit. I should stop. I gotta stop talking about it right now. We're gonna get in trouble. Netflix, they're serious business. Uh, yeah. What's amazing? Like, I talk to Jeff about this all the time about how you know the last time I bought a DVD or Blu-ray, you know, was I don't know forever ago. Everything on everything I have is now hard disk or 
bust, digital or bust. And I yeah, you're you're a little different story though. Yeah, just a little bit, but I think I just even if I bit. even if I had the means, <laughs> I think I would just buy virtual at this point. Like I'd never buy a physical DVD or blue. Am I the only one? Apparently, uh, oh, I <laughs> rarely, very seldom. Um, like it, it petered out for a long time. I would say in the past five years, I probably bought like three things in, on hard copy, and like it was like two, four years ago, and one three years ago. So, um, I, I'm, I'm with you on this, and I've been saying it for years that Blu-ray is not going to save the hard media industry, and blah 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 blah. blah. Right, right. Now, do you guys just get downloads at all, or no? You don't even get that. Well, here's something like. This is a per- this is a perfect Jim Rome joke. Like you know, hey, DVDs and Blu-rays get ready to get rolled. Sincerely, CDs. Like when was the last time you bought a CD and not right. downloaded on iTunes or? I think you did that wrong. It was. <laughs> I think we're gonna be here forever. Signed CDs. I think it's the way you want to do. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Yours truly, a track. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I. We'll often watch movies uh, on Netflix on demand and sometimes on the uh, the Time Warner television on demand. Right. Is what they have here in New York, Time Warner television. <laughs> time Warner. Time Warner. Yeah, it's big time over there. Big time, big time Time Warner. Yeah, it's it's well, like if we are a sample size, I, I think we're part to blame, part to blame for this whole 10% drop. But guys, guys go to Netflix.com. And uh, start right away. Very, very fantastic. Uh, and the second topic of the High Hunters Highwood Hoopla, which is what we're discussing, and this is sort of uh, near my heart. Uh, the Broken Lizard Troop, the comedy troupe, is coming out with a new movie. I thought and you were going to say your lungs. I should have. That would have been much better, actually. Yay! Been... <laughs> um, the troupe's coming out with a new movie called The Baby Maker, which involves a couple that. <laughs> 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 none, other, none other than Olivia Munn has signed on to star as the female lead in this that movie. That bitch is a baby maker. <laughs> <laughs> she sure is. Jeff. She sure is. I'd be lying if I uh, told you that I was not on Google Images right now, looking at various <laughs> pictures of Olivia Munn. Which, which comes to the question, like, yeah, she's she's attractive, but. <laughs> according uh, to, uh, according totally to, aggressively unfunny yeah according to the daily show which i've seen her on multiple times and she's done a lot of other like video game slash blog like online blog stuff and she's not funny like and i'm worried for this movie because she's not funny but so really she's not, not even funny on the daily show not huh? funny no 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 there was i think of her first day her first day there was like they were going through every single correspondent, and she was on there as, you know, the official somebody correspondent of Asian. Yeah, I think it was, and uh, that part was the only time I found her funny out of the other ten I've seen her in. But I don't know. And that was more the premise than her actual ability. Right, exactly. <laughs> she she's not funny. <laughs> so can the broken or the broken lizard troop carry Olivia Munn, or well, is this already doomed to begin with? They can carry her. I think they probably know exactly what role to put her in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the whole time they're just yelling at her for not being able to make babies. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm laughing already. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, because uh, I love Broken Lizard. They're my favorite. And speaking of which, I think Jeff bought me 
uh, Super Troopers as like a birthday gift a long time ago. And I actually, that wasn't me. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it's for Blockbuster or something. Like you had it. Maybe you gave it to me, and it was yours. I don't know. But it, it was a situation where I had not seen it, and you introduced me to the movie, and you created the love that I now hold for Broken Lizard. So that's that's your fault, Jeff. It's your fault. I hope you're proud. Oh, it's a great movie. It is. It's fantastic. I'm still not convinced that I bought you that DVD, but I'll, I'll take credit for it. All right. You're welcome. I actually, <laughs> To run this completely in the ground, because everyone's so interested, I'm pretty sure we couldn't <laughs> <laughs> run it into the ground. I'm pretty sure we couldn't rent it, so we bought it used for like $6, and then you just gave it to me. It was the same. That makes sense. That, that sounds like something I would do. I... <laughs> <laughs> if anyone else is interested, I'm going to blog about it online so you guys can read the entire story. <laughs> we'll have a little point counterpoint. <laughs> Just Greg writes down the whole story. I go, yeah, I don't think that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff saying that doesn't say. Rebuttal? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so it's now the time in our lovely show to talk movie reviews. And <laughs> Jeff, I've got you kicking us off. Is that cool? You want to kick us off? Yeah, why not? I did a um, I did I did a thing that that I watched a movie, um, and that movie <laughs> that I watched was called um, Fair Game, and it's based on the um, Valerie Plain story. Um, who, if you if you're not you know if you don't get the CNN, she was the uh, undercover CIA uh, um, operative that got outed by uh, Dick Cheney. Dick, well, uh, really. Technically, I guess Scooter Libby, right? Um, in the uh, vice president's office, and uh, because her husband wrote some, uh, well, ostensibly because her husband wrote like a big time, uh, like why are we going to the to war in Iraq? This is uh, like you know a big deal. Like we shouldn't just be going anyway. So um, the movie was uh, it was directed by Doug Lyman, who you may you know not know because he isn't very well known. Um, Born series see. did the Born series, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Well, then he then he did those. Um, it's starring Sean Penn and Naomi Watts. I'm not terribly prepared for this because I wasn't that enamored by the movie. It's pretty standard, like Washington D.C. intrigue fair. Um, you kind of can't tell the whole way through, like what you're supposed to be. I don't know. Like, obviously, you're supposed to be outraged, but you can't really tell like exactly why. I don't know. You really don't care that much about the characters, and um, <laughs> it's it's kind of for based on a true story type thing. You go, wow, I don't care. Um, I wouldn't really highly recommend this, but it's it was all right. Like, if you if you're sitting around with you know two hours to kill and you're interested in this sort of thing, it wasn't bad. It was like a six and a half out of ten ten being like amazing like really great movie and zero being <laughs> like crypt keeper ugly <laughs> i was gonna say zero being sitting on the couch for an hour trying to chew your own toenails but that's uh, <laughs> um i suppose you could do that while you watch this anyway does this all right. does this movie start like square one from all right her identity's leaked and she's like on the run or something or is no it-, it starts um like she's a CIA operative and she's, you know, kind of a badass and blah, 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 blah. And then moves on to like her husband writing the article and, uh, sort of like the, the build up a little bit to the Iraq war where like the vice president's office is looking for people in the in the CIA to, uh, tell them things that would sound good to like lead up to war. And then it goes into the whole, like, 
um, you know, leaking and the right, media circus right. that followed that and everything. And <clears throat> How's Naomi Watts doing? Did you talk to her? No. She She's right? uh, getting old. Really? <laughs> <laughs> is she getting I older? I don't know. <laughs> Unlike most people, she is actually aging. Uh, you know, I don't know. She's okay. She's okay. It's it's one of those movies. There's like nothing particularly wrong with it. Just nothing particularly right either. She's right. okay. Right. Interesting. Uh, Josh, did you Naomi. catch anything? Do you want to do you want to discuss anything uh, particular? No. I started, watching, <laughs> I started watching Man on Wire, that documentary that someone recommended to me, and I didn't. Me. Like it. It's probably Jeff. It. That it sounds like Jeff. Was, it, I think it was Jeff. It was either you or Jeff, and if it wasn't you, it was Jeff. It was. Jeff. It won the Academy Award. It did. I don't know. The first oh. ten minutes of it is just some dude talking into the camera for like ten minutes. I how turned far? it off. You got into ten minutes. That's how far you got. I got like. The thing that eight pissed minutes. me off about that documentary is just how the reenactment stuff. The reenactment stuff bothers me. Like, and that's yeah, like, like, this, like ha- you don't... this happened thirty years ago. Right. And it's like I don't. I don't know. Which is totally cool. You can do a documentary on something that happened 30 years ago, but not that. Like, I want to see the footage of that happening. Right. And you have to wait. <laughs> it builds up. That's what was good about it. it it's it's a, it's an interesting narrative. It builds yeah. to that moment. I just be an American. Like, I want to ejaculate instantly. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have waited. Cause... <laughs> My my recommendation would be to think about Roadkill next time, and you will uh, <laughs> watch the movie for quite a bit longer. A glimpse into Jeff's mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Or just fuck the Roadkill. <laughs> so a glimpse into Josh's mind. <laughs> let's let's uh move right along to the movie that Jim and I saw instead of talking about that. I guess. Oh, it's going great. Uh, And this is going to bring it back to the X-Men first class movie. This is the movie that for the PPPA, most likely comic book based movie to take my money. This was it. This was number one on my list. Not number one for Jim, right? Jim, you wanted to see Captain America, Captain America, which is coming out soon, coming out soon. And and wanted is like kind of a strong word, but yeah. Right, right. It was the most likely to take your money. Yeah. Um, so X-Men First Class, directed by Matthew Vaughn, who also directed Kick-Ass and some other movie. But Kick-Ass, which I liked. I like Kick-Ass. A um, couple other people attached. Brian Singer was credited for story, and he also co-produced it. And a couple big names. Uh, a lot of a lot of good-looking women in this movie, which is which is uh, no surprise, being a teenage, uh, you know, sort of a younger demographic. But movie begins... As uh, the title suggests, you sort of get an idea of where, at least in the whole movie uh, history, where all the powerful original mutants started and how they decided to start the Xavier School for Gifted Children and stuff like that. But the movie begins with the exact same way that X-Men, the first movie, starts, which is you get to see uh, Eric Lencher, the... Uh, aka Magneto as a kid getting separated from his parents at a <clears throat> it's too bad his parents weren't made of metal because then he could have um, you know just <laughs> 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 
By the way, we are we are on the Nazi concentration joke. So if you have any of those jokes, <laughs> just, just wanted to let that you know I was chance. listening. That's that just. <laughs> I am happy. I am happy. So they took that exact same scene, and uh, unfortunately, not the exact same footage. They actually reshot it, and we get to see how Magneto sort of gets his hatred for humans, moves on ahead of time, where we actually get to meet Charles Xavier, aka Professor X. Um, his childhood, get to see a little bit of that, and we get to see them meet and all the other mutants involved that sort of start realizing that there are more people like them one by one. They sort of group up, and you end up getting in a uh, mutant-on-mutant war in between a Russia versus uh, America, the USA during the Bay of Pigs. Which ones were Russian? Yeah, well, that's the thing. There was a group of them that was actually playing both sides, so they were actually not working for either, but they had, I'm going to spoil the plot, by the way, whoever wanted to see this movie and is interested in the plot. Uh, careful. Beware. Um, <laughs> Caution. Yeah. Caution. We're going to destroy this thing. So, uh, Kevin Bacon, who I knew was in the movie. I didn't know yes. this, but he was the, he's the bad guy. The number yeah. one bad guy. That surprised me. And he plays a commie. He plays, uh, he plays a Nazi to begin with, but a Nazi. Then he ends up, you end up, figuring out that his, he has his own motivations because he himself is a mutant and he ha- plays pretty much the the role that Magneto plays in the later movies where he wants to just eliminate humans before mutants because the world belongs to mutants now kind of thing. Wait, wait, wait. What, what was his mutant power? He could absorb energy and release it in any way he wanted. What kind of uh, energy? Like... Like, ed- like it seemed limitless in the movie. Like the sun? Like... <laughs> like... Kinetic? <laughs> kinetic yes he took he took punches that he absorbed grenades yeah rocket launchers he took everything so how do you hurt him it sounds like everything good or everything good for hurting somebody hurts it makes him happy and he can use it against you how, uh, how on oh, earth did they old age old he, age old age fortunately he actually <laughs> outweighed him in the movie he actually gets introduced to uh magneto very at his like youth at the concentration camp and tries to like manipulate magneto into doing things for them and uh, checking out, like pretty much studying his power, stuff like that. And so then Magneto hates his guts later on and Magneto kills him uh, by shoving a quarter through his head. It's pretty cool. That's actually, that's actually the only, that scene and the way it shot was probably the coolest scene. See, I didn't like the way it was shot. Seems like that's kinetic. <laughs> yeah, he was mind froze at the time. Yeah, it's it's all Professor X. Let's let's back up a little bit. We'll 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 go to we'll go to all the random things in a second. Let me group the plot. So, which is very group of mutants meet up, led by Professor X and Magneto, and on the same team, they're all happy-go-lucky people to begin with, and then they actually end up going head-to-head versus Kevin Bacon and a couple other... I like how I just call him Kevin Bacon instead of his character name. What is his character And a small other group. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. And they end up defeating them. And at the end, you get to see the, the divide between Professor X and Magneto and pretty much mutants picking, drawing a line in the sand. And that scene is completely stupid, too. There's all kinds of stupid scenes. What, you didn't like them holding hands? Oh, God, it's so bad. <laughs> well, they're holding hands because they want to teleport. I thought that's why that was that, that happened. Yeah, that's how it ends up. But they like hold hands for a long time before that. Right. So let's start with, uh, let's see, number one thing I didn't like about the movie. Uh, I guess although, actually the number one thing that stood out that I expected to be good were the special effects. I thought the special effects were subpar. Um, there were there's part there's a guy named Banshee in it. This who really bothered me, where he flies around in what looks like a 
Um, it looks like uh, a 12 year old kid took his um, took his favorite blanket and jumped off the top of a roof kind of costume and then starts flying around by screaming is, down like is it at, a magic carpet. It could have been. It could have been. But it's just the effect of him flying around looked really bad. Like the green screen they had him on or whatever situation they were doing. It looks very cheesy. Um, the Beast costume. Beast is in this movie. AKA. Did Kelsey Grammer flame again? No. Oh. Oh. Well, I, I might have preferred it because he looked, <laughs> at least when he actually turned into the Beast, he looked pretty ridiculous. Yeah, um, I did not like the way yeah. Beast looked at there all. Was, like, is it just me, James? Like, ch- chime in here. Chime in here. Jump in. Yeah, I didn't like the effects either. And I mean, some of the ones were okay when you know Magneto's doing his thing. But yeah, like uh, Beast was horrible. I even thought Mystique was kind of off-putting when she would do her changes and stuff. It didn't seem right. I don't know. It seemed weird to me. So yeah, the whole... Who played Mystique? Um, Jennifer Lawrence. She just was nominated for Winner's Bone. Oh, okay. So not Rebecca Romaine Stamos. No. That's too bad. <laughs> although although she does make an appearance. Sweet. There, there's two nods in this in this film to the current movies, and I didn't like them at all. You did not. Rebecca Romaine makes a really quick appearance as she pretends to look, oh, this is what my older version will look like. And then they're, during the recruiting montage, they approach Wolverine, who shoots him down. And I didn't like I did not like that either. So, Which, but, uh, yeah, uh, there was a lot of things that I didn't like about this. I mean, the timeline obviously is all fucked up, and <laughs> I knew that going in. So, you know, I'm not going to complain about that too much. Um, but, Considering that they are just doing whatever they want with the timeline, like, all right, these characters will come in whenever. Right. You have your pick of the entire X-Men library, and I thought they made some really stupid choices on who they <laughs> chose. Like, Sebastian Shaw as a villain is pretty cool. They amped his powers way too much, but he was pretty cool. Um, I liked Myra, the CIA agent, and Emma Frost. Uh, Havoc, I'm glad they added. But there's this guy named Riptide, this girl named angel a guy named darwin banshee was she a stripper uh angel, angel was, was yeah, actually <laughs> sounds like it but wow. uh like I all these people there. yeah all these people were just kind of why did you choose them out of all these people they could have picked and it, it was kind of disappointing that since they had their full reign of library that that's what they ended up with going toward the moving from the special effects and the, the characters which again you're right i think a lot of the mutants they could have picked from like if they were going to do whatever it seems like they could yeah i mean super azazel i was kind of torn on he's a ripoff of nightcrawler but only because he's the father of nightcrawler right. but it's just like we've seen that before you could have picked somebody else i understand that you're trying you know threw it in there for timeline purposes but whatever the matthew vaughn who directed it again directed kick-ass the thing that really killed me from him was the actually the montages you're talking the one there's at some point professor x and magneto team up and they use cerebro built by hank mccoy in this who again i don't know if that's historically accurate via the comic books but um they use cerebro to find other mutants and they go on a recruiting spree and like jim said they run into wolverine who just immediately tells them to fuck off which is you know, yeah. it gets cheap laughs, and then it's like, okay. They walk in and walk out. It's yeah. like, I don't know. It's a totally different tone than the rest of the movie. Right. Um, but they go around recruiting mutants one by one. You get a couple of, I think there's a storm. I think there was a storm cameo in there, and there's a couple other mutants you get to see that they don't recruit, but you get to see them, like, 
that, like use his brain to find him his tele- right. telepathic powers right <laughs> so then there's another montage the training montage later on where they're all amped up to go fight kevin bacon and crew and they've got to like you know work on their powers and get everything right and you know it harness their new technology to harness you know to spe- like specialize their powers and it's awful it's i think they what they try to do was make it look like a comic strip so there was literally parts where there were five different videos on the screen at yeah. once like in blocks and maybe if they did like pull quotes or like did a po- like a thought bubble or something it would have right. worked but god it was awful like i can't understand it, <laughs> it at just all felt sophomore <laughs> yeah just... it, it's like so i always go back to the simpsons quote when homer's making a movie and everything's a star wipe and bart comes up and asks why do you keep using star wipes and homer goes why eat beef when you can eat steak and i just <laughs> I always... <laughs> that's every time i see some just over the top transition that's what i go to and it's Absolutely. just that it must be the thought process it's yeah it's so bad it's so it's awful when you watch it um yeah the one last one cool thing i want to give it one bonus it is kind of entertaining. Like I wouldn't like, there are a lot of other superhero movies out there. And if you're an X-Men fan, I think you're going to be let down by this, but um, might want to go see another superhero movie. But the one thing I did like is as Jim mentioned, uh, there's Azazel who is like, the, has the nightcrawler abilities to be able to teleport wherever he wants. And there's a part where they're infiltrating the CIA place where Oliver Platt is also in the movie for a small amount of time. And there's all Yay. these, there's all these CIA agent, agents there. And Azazel, one by one, teleports, grabs a guy, teleports like 200 feet up and drops him and does it over and over again. And it, I laughed when it was happening because I'm like, I would totally do that if I yeah. had that power. It was, like, it's like, just, might as well, right? Yeah, right. Like, this is the only <laughs> part of the movie Dread that makes sense. Podcast host, murderous son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm a villain. That's my only ability. That's the best way to kill people. Right. And he does it to Oliver Platt. Like, Oliver Platt's in the movie, gone. Like, all right, that was that was cool. Which brings me to my next point. All of you celebrities that think you're too big to be in like a small role in a movie, this worked. Oliver Platt, it worked. You did a great job. You didn't even have a name. You were just a man in a black suit. And it was awesome. And I think more people should do this. I don't think Oliver like... Platt's too big for anything but like coach on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Nice. <laughs> And this Thanks is to... someone he likes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like. I respect Oliver Platt's ability to act. I, um, but uh, how'd you like the rest of the cast on this, Greg? I all forgettable, other than like every other corner was a hot chick, which was all right. You know, you got... I like McAvoy's uh, Professor X, and Fassbender did a pretty good job as Magneto. The, like I. Like I wanted to see the Xavier Magneto relationship wasn't bad. Like the like the yeah. writing between them two worked, but anything outside of that seemed like I could have been watching like High School Musical two or something yeah. like that. It was so bad. It yeah, was those so two bad. were the the, the nice scenes for acting. <laughs> it's funny though. I swear Magneto developed an Irish brogue by the end of the movie, and I don't know how he <laughs> just slowly that. throughout the movie. Yeah, it's just like all right, well, whatever. That is that was one thing they tried to tackle was tons of different languages and dialects through the movie which was sort of interesting um and they're uh, going back to the writing like they, that was their weakest point well there was Guys, they, we really need to work this in because yeah, well yeah they try to do they did german french uh russian there was parts where like uh, like kevin bacon i think speaks four different languages in the movie like uh, for periods of time kevin um, bacon speaks 50 languages yeah, he's, in his <laughs> life doesn't surprise me blend in disappear funny luck yeah so 
would I mean, you recommend this movie, Jim, to to anybody? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I didn't hate the movie, but <laughs> the parts that were supposed to be good weren't that special to me, and they messed up everything else in the storyline. So my bias takes over there. But yeah, I I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Um, the one thing I did like about it is just the premise of infusing like human or I mean mutant. Uh, you know, the evil mutants into the Cuban Missile Crisis. That part I kind of like, like, okay, you know, they're kind of trying to bring it in the, w- the real world and make people, you know, think that, you know, this is kind of, you know, a, a racist type thing. So, it, you know, just kind of put it in the human history context. So Not all of us were alive for the <clears throat> Bay of Pigs. Of yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but people know it happened. Did they right. even do anything That's with my... that? Or did JFK just kind of come in and stomp the issue? The, the uh, mutants? Yeah, like did the mutants do anything cool or? Yes, the the mutants thwarted the people or the other mutants that were trying to escalate the situation. Yeah, it was pretty much all those kind of movies that try to get you know two countries to kill themselves with nuclear war while third party benefits. That was the idea. That was the idea. I got you. So, I, I think I go with Jim on this one. Like it's it's kind of entertaining, but if you pay attention to anything other than the hot women, you're going to be in trouble. Um, and Azazel dropping people from 200 feet in the air over and over again, also kind of funny. I, I did kind of like the fact that they didn't t- show you that he was doing it first, but you could hear it happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone's like, what's that noise? And then you Body find out, oh, it's people falling to their death. Okay. Yeah. Kachuk. And the, the, all right, last thing. Last thing. <laughs> we'll move on. Go, going back to Jim, the scene where Kevin Bacon dies, uh, they Kevin Bacon being a Sebastian Shaw, a guy that seemed extremely powerful. Um, the way they defeat him is Magneto takes off the helmet that makes him immune to uh, telepathy, which is the helmet that Magneto wears later on. Yeah, Shaw had it first, basically. Shaw had it. Magneto went in and removed it from him, and at that point, uh, Professor X just freezes the guy. And Magneto puts the hat on. This is, you know, pretty much the climax of the movie. Puts the hat on and takes a quarter that was given to him when he was a kid from Sebastian Shaw and rams it through his head. But since McAvoy, Professor X, is, like, controlling him at the time, they do a profile of his head and Kevin Bacon's head, like, back to back. And, like, him screaming as the quarter goes through his head kind of thing. And I thought it was effective. I thought it was effective. Jim didn't like it, though. I just didn't like the physics behind it. Right. It did a little weird. It was a super slow movement of quarter, but yet I was supposed to believe that it was going through his head. True. That was the only thing. control over Metal Dog. It was frozen. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, uh, next topic. We're done with the the X-Men first. (laughs) Looking forward to Cowboys and Aliens. That'll be my next next big thing. Uh, I believe... Man... Man, that was exhausting. I believe we have the Parker Posey play along. That's what we got. That's what we got left on the board. That's it. That's yeah. That's it. Unless you oh, want all right. the man on wire again, and you know, we're gonna talk about how I got bored again. Yeah, we like. I'm guessing Jeff picked uh, the Sean Bean movie because <clears throat> movie because he's uh, been watching his Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, caught up. Oh, very interesting. You're yeah. Have you had a comment on it yet? You didn't see it last time we talked, did you? I um I commented uh on, on your on your website on the gungapit.com. Um, it's all right. I don't I don't know. I feel like um 
a lot of it gets lost in the translation, which is to be expected. Right. I mean, they're, it's a big fat book, and even even in this long form, it's uh, it, it it it's missing a lot. I mean, a lot of the uh, a lot of the action. The reason you care about it isn't because it's sweet action. You you care about it because you care about the characters, and uh, I don't know. I just don't feel like the development's uh, been that great of all the characters uh, uh but uh and also i'm a little and I, I never thought i'd have to say this but uh i'm a little bit perturbed at all the sex yeah. it's i was just it's completely <laughs> out of control it's, it's funny because i was talking to john and matt about the same thing how when they translate i love the sex they, they translated from the books like if they everything from everything they left out they didn't leave out one sex scene and they probably added i think they might have added a couple yeah exactly like <laughs> They were not afraid of uh, taking advantage of uh, G.R. Martin's horny side, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, fantastic series. Go pick it up. Uh, yeah, so that brings us to the Parker Posey play-along, which, again, it's been two weeks, so it's been a while since we've talked about this last one. But it doesn't make it any less cool. The question from Jim two weeks ago, what was your favorite Disney song or what is your favorite Disney song? And uh, James, uh, go ahead and pick one out, uh, one of your favorite responses. I've got mine, so... Um. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid to look at that right now because <laughs> you're gonna destroy the. Destroy yeah, I'm, the I'm in some unstable internet right now. Well, the... So I'll just assume that everyone had great answers, and because I can't review them, and I don't remember by memory, so I apologize. They were really great, but the the number one standout mainly because he very rarely visits the boards. But one of our uh, best listeners, B Sicta, um, the best thing about it, he talked, he pretty much talked about how his wife stole Be- Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, um. <laughs> but he picked out all these different uh songs that all his all his family members like but he made a comment that there's a song called when she loved me in toy story 2 and it's his favorite song and and if you don't like your kids you uh you might not like this song but if you love your kids you've got to love the song so i found it funny that he's implying that people don't like their children if they don't like the song so i thought it was funny no one else knows what i'm talking about (laughs) I read it. Okay. <laughs> you guys are all terrible people. I think I think people. once per show we should just let Greg just hang on. <laughs> just just a, a solid three seconds of dead air. I Can we get some uh, cricket noise to put in there? Or something? <laughs> Not unless you guys show some fucking ambition and put it in. Which <laughs> won't happen. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> all right. So, what a never-before-seen event on the movie hour, we're going to let Josh... Greg, I think you should be the one. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not... You need to be the one to show that initiative. Because I like the idea of you going back and making fun of your own dead air. <laughs> You're there editing late at night going, yeah, they really got me there. Good <laughs> He's about 175 yards from a pin. He's got about a five iron. Yeah, so never before seen or heard Josh is Parker Posey today. This never happened. Never happened before, Josh. What do you got? All right. Uh, I went this week with... Uh, I want you to pick a character, either in an entire movie, throughout an entire movie, or in one particular scene, where you don't want to just watch in the movie what they're doing. You want to actually experience it for yourself. Does that make sense? So, sex scene with... No, no. That, and that's one of the rules, is no sex scene. Oh. <laughs> hard. So yeah. I guarantee there's there a scene my in the baby maker that I would probably want to recreate. <laughs> Aside from that, it's fair game, but no sex scenes. And uh, I went with kind of a uh, kind of a two-year-old answer 
I kind of just felt like beating the shit out of something today. Uh, so I went with uh, like the movie, the movie Taken, which has been discussed a couple times on the show. Uh, I just kind of want to be uh, Liam in that movie and just beat the shit out of people. I think that's <laughs> awesome. So that's my answer for this. Like, I don't want to just watch it on screen, even though that was cool enough. I want to actually beat the shit out of people and come out of that situation as he did. You Have you seen, uh, is it Man on Fire with Denzel Washington? Like, yeah. Same idea. Good. You, you yeah, don't want to be Denzel? You don't want to be Denzel? Uh, no, I'd he rather be... He doesn't he, in that movie. Never mind. That'd suck. Yeah, that would suck. Spoiler alert. Um, but then after afterwards, I have, you know, whatever. So it doesn't have to be for the whole movie, you said? Uh, it doesn't have to be, but it can be. It can be throughout an entire movie, or it can just be in one particular scene. <laughs> oh, I, might... I got my pick when you... You you can go ahead. I've got I've got ideas. I have multiple ideas going around. And I'm, I'm just going with the first one that came to my mind. I I want to slide down the water slide in Goonies. Nice. <laughs> That's not a bad pick at all. <laughs> Maybe even play on the pirate ship. I could go that far. That'd be cool. You fight the octopus. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I won't remember that later because it gets edited out. But yeah. <laughs> that slide does, and you get to yell the whole way down. Yeah. I might the, almost, like, from the Goonies, I might almost want to be one of the cops at the end just listening to the outrageous stories that are happening around <laughs> doing, me. Doing the mouth scream at the end, like, when he comes up. Is it mouth that does it, or is it Bran? Oh, um, shit, when, they, when he falls at the top yeah, one. I don't remember which one. Because you're the coolest guy when you fall at that top slide and yell, oh, shit, when you're landing into the water. That's right. the coolest guy. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. That's a good answer. Hmm. Jack, I, got, I got something. Go for it. Um, mine is, uh, also relatively, uh, childlike a movie from the youth. And I, I can't say this is exactly what I would want to do right now, but I remember when I saw this, I was thinking, God, that's, I want that to be my life right now. And, uh, it's, yeah, I guess you could do the whole thing, but specifically I wanted so badly to ride in a Wonka Vader that it was oh, like, dude, I was thinking that too. <laughs> that's it was good. Answer. Like, yeah, I mean, visceral like just desire to be in a Wonka Vader <laughs> so bad. I would give any. Yeah, yeah that whole movie Charlie, is a good pick too. So. Yeah, I was I was thinking uh, also when he when they go into that main room, the in a land of pure imagination, that whole thing. You and the bubble room, the dishes, the bubble room, sure. Except for the fan at the top. That's 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 true. That's a disaster. You just got I, I can that's all you gotta do. Yeah. That's all you gotta do is belch. That was that was gonna be my answer, but I did have a backup, thank God. And again, I think I think everyone's gonna pick like a childlike answer for this. Empress. Sort of everybody, you know, it's sort of that sentimental feeling. You wish you could be part of something when you're young. Um, no, it's not a Hayao Miyazaki movie. Uh, going two weeks in a row with Mary Poppins references. I want to be the guy that's up on the ceiling laughing. That guy is awesome. Like, yeah. You gotta be having the best time of your life if you're laughing so much. You go, you fly up into the ceiling. Flying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention that's a great song too. Yeah. I love to love. Like loud and be, long and clear. That's gotta be top five laughing laughing uh, events ever. Like that's gotta be great. Laugh so hard. What tops that? Laughing so hard that you start flying. What a fantastic idea! It's it's probably number three or four in the all time laughing events. I was uh I was thinking recently about the our laughing. I'm going camping 
soon. Remember when FDR started laughing and ended the war in Europe? That was sweet. (laughs) That's probably one or two. Top five. Top five. Top five. (laughs) (laughs) I do love to laugh too, so I'm I'm sort of like him. I I can do it. Somebody once asked me what the what the coolest thing in life was, and I said it was laughing, and I think that was a good answer. Yeah, that is a good answer. I like show. So uh, we will bring that question, Josh's question. Maybe blowjobs. Gungabitch. <laughs> and also the movie hour page on Facebook. Josh, can you uh, phrase your question one last time? Sure. Um, so this should be, you should basically pick a character that you want to not only see on the screen experience what they're experiencing, but you want to experience that for yourself, either throughout an entire movie or in one particular scene. And difficulty rating, no sex scenes. No sex scenes. It's a tough one. It's a very tough one. Oh, excellent question though, and a very good first question from you, Josh. First, well, of, first of what I assume to be many. First, of yay! This. Well done. Uh, so, bring that to the boards, James, Jeff. It's been two weeks, two long weeks. It felt like a year. I'm happy we're back in the saddle, ready to go. Thank you for being here. Thanks for the input. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Drive safe. Yes, Jeff's typing. Drive safe. Enter. Josh, (laughs) thanks for coming back. Gunga Piss West. Gunga Pit West. Bless your heart. Yeah, it's been a good time. Always a good time. And uh, yeah, everyone, thank you too for listening. It's been a great time. The Sean Bean seldom seen. Take care, everyone. See you next time. He's watching a bootleg copy of Dark of the Moon. God damn it. Dark at the moon. Dark at the moon. Dark at the moon. It's gonna be so good. Dark at the moon. I should do something like dance or um. I what don't is, know. What did uh, Dangerous Minds do? <laughs> I don't know. What is that one? What is the one where they teach the the fucking judo dancing shit? What? What's the name of that movie? The str- only the strong survive or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that movie's awesome. No one watched. So it anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is how our conversation called it. Only drag watches it. <laughs> <laughs>